0: Hey, I'm Kevin Burke, 93, Dizzy Dean World Series champion. My eight-year-old team won 50 games last year, and I have so many rings and trophies, I can't even keep up with them all. Wait, you're saying nobody cares? That, that, that's not going to get my kid to the big leagues? All right, all right, let's talk about what really matters. Welcome to the Elbow Up Youth Baseball Podcast. First-hand and real-time experience, stories, advice, and lessons learned. Some the hard way by me, a former player, lifelong fan, and now dad and coach. <laughs> Up everybody! Welcome to another episode of the Elbow Up Youth Baseball Podcast. I want to talk today about something that's been on my mind recently. I've seen some issues with it here locally. As we hopefully begin to move out of the COVID-19 pandemic, we have an epidemic right here in youth baseball. This is a relatively new issue, maybe over the last couple of decades, that has been exacerbated by the increased participation in travel and select baseball year-round playing and coaches increasing desire to chase wins and trophies. I talked a few weeks ago about how weekend tournaments are ruining youth baseball. And a large part of that is how chasing wins leads irresponsible and selfish coaches to overuse young pitchers. I've seen recently example after example of overuse being shared on social media. I'm not talking about a hundred pitches by a high school guy. I'm talking about, 75, 85, 95 pitches by a nine-year-old. I'm talking about 50 or 60 pitches on day one and then 50 or 60 more the following day. Game changer, box scores. You know, it's funny. I was going to say they're being shared. (laughs) They may stop being shared after this uh, to some degree, but you can just look at these online and see nine and 10-year-olds throwing 80-plus pitches. Nine-year-olds are throwing complete games on Saturday and then again on Sunday. I saw it here last week locally, a team on another field where we were playing. It was a one-day tournament. They threw their ace in game one in the morning. I can't remember if it was a complete game. It It was three or four innings. Turn around and made it to the championship game in the silver bracket later in the day, and guess who threw again a complete game? Not only did they overuse the guy, they were in the silver bracket. Now, I'm not knocking the silver bracket. Unlike a lot of people, I, I actually support multiple brackets. I think it gives teams, you know, in, in smaller areas like where we live, and, and I, it's not super small, but there's only so many teams. And so um, there's not an opportunity to, to have full tournaments, maybe for the bottom tier teams or the teams that aren't quite as good. And so having multiple brackets allows these kids to win occasionally, and I'm okay with that. That's, that's probably another podcast. But you're fighting for a, quote, silver bracket championship, and you throw a kid a complete game who threw almost a complete game that morning. Now, I'm not going to share names. I don't want to get into that. But two weeks before, that same kid threw a 60-pitch complete game on Saturday followed by an 84-pitch complete game on Sunday. If you go to my website, just go to getelbowup.com. Look for this episode. I put the box score on there. I blacked out the team names and the, and the kids' name. But his whole line's there. Game one, four innings pitch. He gave, only gave up three hits. He looks like a pretty good pitcher. He walked two guys, struck out nine in four innings, got the win. Then Sunday, turned around, threw five innings, gave up four hits, only two walks, 12 strikeouts. Guess what? 84 pitches. 142 pitches in two days. I hope that's the coach's kid. So there are volumes and volumes of research and and publications from orthopedic surgeons, doctors calling for less use and plenty of rest in young arms. So I'm not gonna bore you with all those details, but the bottom line is elbow surgeries in young guys have skyrocketed. I found an article that was done on this. It was in the, the South Florida Sun Sentinel, but had a pretty cool graph that showed it was, it came from the Andrew Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Um, and it was charting the, the rise in Tommy John surgeries on adolescent athletes over the last 20 years. So in, in prior to 1998, there were no adolescent Tommy John surgeries, at least tracked. However, they get, they do this here. But in 1998, there were 11% of all Tommy John surgeries were in adolescence. By 2004, that had jumped to 28%. And then by 2009, that had jumped to 44%. Now, I don't even have the data after 2010. This is an older article, but it's even worse. So this is getting worse, not better. Now, I read somewhere else, and and it makes sense. It what's causing this? It's not just the coaches. Um, it's just it's the expansion of of these types of sports leagues. Um, the the dramatic rise, and this is another episode, probably the rise in the number of kids focusing on just one sport. And playing it year round, so you got guys. You know, back when I played, you played in this little bit in the spring and and, and the beginning of summer, and then that was it. Then we played football, we played basketball, we played soccer. Now you got guys; they're playing a spring season, a summer season. Oh, it's to a fall season, and then you know you and it, 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 it's a combination of everything. You've got guys. Let's say you're a quarterback in football, and so in the fall you're playing football, so you're throwing overhand every single day, and then on the weekends you want to go play in the baseball tournament. And you pitch. The biggest issue I have for the young guys is that you're not going to see the negative effects now. So these these coaches, and I'm just going to say it, if you're overusing a player, like the one I said earlier, you're selfish and you should not be coaching. I rarely say that because I've made a, most of the th- mistakes that I talk about. Uh, I try not to get on to people, because, and, and it's more about let's just help and let's inform Because I've done the same things. This is one I've not done. I won't do. There's too much information out there now. If uh, 99% of the coaches who are overusing players know better, they know it and they're doing it anyway. What's worse is is these guys are abusing these young arms in games that don't matter, that nobody's going to remember. And, and really, there's no negative impact now. But when the kid gets to a level where it does matter, his arm and possibly his career is ruined. You know, there are very few guys, even at the professional level, who return from, from Tommy John surgery and have a successful career. Now, I hate it for him. But they've also been paid very well to go through that. And they've made millions of dollars, and all of a sudden they're they're, they're done. And I do I hate it for them. That's their livelihood. But they have made plenty of money. We've got these kids who are super talented. They're abused when they're 9, 10, 11. And then they get to be 17, and they have it taken all away from them because of that selfish coach five, six, eight years before. So we know why it's bad. And we know it's happening, so how do we stop it, right? Just like anything else, education is important. While I feel like most coaches should know better, um, let's talk about it anyway, right? So first thing is use common sense. Don't overuse, don't pitch too many pitches, and then make sure that a kid gets plenty of rest. But let's talk about some specifics. So first is pitch counts. The very first effort to limit overuse came in the form of regulating innings pitched. A few leagues and tournaments still do this, but a lot of leagues and tournaments are, are starting to use pitch count guidelines. I would say even if you play, I think USSSA still uses innings pitch, which I think is irresponsible. But even if a tournament's only tracking innings, we should all be using our own pitch count tracking as well. And while some flexibility can be given depending on the kid and the circumstances, there are plenty of guidelines available that you can use. For example, Major League Baseball has something called Pitch Smart. And, and it's really about educating parents and coaches in, in the youth ages on how to safely pitch. So if you go, and I'll link it in the show notes or in the in the um, newsletter write-up on the website, getelbowup.com. But specifically, if you look at ages 9 to 12, which is kind of the sweet spot I'm talking about on this podcast, there's an entire, there's like 12 bullet points. And it talks about... Things that I've talked about on here before, taking four month, at least four months off from throwing every year, with at least two to three of those months being continuous. Guys, that's when I say take November, December, January off. I'm not joking. Players should not pitch in multiple games on the same day. Make sure you properly warm up. Don't throw... Pitches other than fastballs and changeup. These are common sense things that most coaches should, should know. It also talks about a daily max pitch count. It talks about how many days rest you should take. So for example, if you throw one to 20 pitches at nine, you don't have to take any rest. If you throw 36 to 50, you need two to three days rest. If you throw more than 60, you need four days rest. So, you know, I, it's one thing for a coach to throw a kid 20 pitches in game one and then come back and throw the championship game later in the day. Like, I, I, I can get it. You throw 60 pitches, you know, you're supposed to have four days rest, and you're coming back to throw 85 more. This, this is like – this is just totally – this blows me away. This is worse than anything probably else that I talk about. It's that blatant. So, I'm going to link to that and show the table. But here, here's, the, here's the gist of it. Parents, if you're listening, coaches – for those that are playing this weekend, 9 through 12 you 1 to 20 pitches, they're good. 21 to 35 pitches, they need to take the entire next day off. 36 to 50 pitches, they need to take the entire next day and the following day. So, in other words, if they throw 40 pitches on a Saturday, they cannot throw until Tuesday. If they throw 65 pitches, they need four days. That's Monday, that's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So, in other words, they can't pitch again until Thursday. That's why in high school you see like an ace go on a Monday. Well, he doesn't really pitch again until the following Monday because he needs the rest. That's why you see five starters in a typical rotation in the big leagues because they need those days off. And those are professionals who have the best – Athletic trainers, strength and conditioning coaches, medicine, they have, the, they have the best technology available to get them back, and they're taking that much time. This is not even negotiable, and I know I'm beating this into the ground, but you have to, you have to, you have to. Besides pitch count limitations, you've just got to work on pitcher development. I know it's a tough one. Everyone, even adults, we all want a quick win. We want instant satisfaction. Unfortunately, that's not going to ha- not happen when developing players at all. I've talked about before, so many of the guys who are just the best on their team are never going to play in high school. And then so many of the guys who are sitting the bench or at the bottom third of your team, they're going to be the ones playing in college. I understand that all 11 or 12 guys on your team may not be pitchers, but you'd be surprised how consistent teaching and practice can develop some of the guys you didn't think were pitchers. I mean, what happens is your best pitchers at these young ages are typically your best athletes. That's it. So, of course, they tend to be the best candidates for overuse. But as coaches, it's our job to develop other guys who can come in and fill up some innings. Everybody doesn't want to pitch. I'm not saying you have 11 pitchers but you should have seven or eight. If you're going to play that many, if you're going to play a couple games every weekend, you can have three or four. But if you're going to consistently enter tournaments where there's a you know two games on Saturday and then one, two, three, four games on Sunday, you've got to have seven, eight, nine guys. You just have to. It may mean you have to throw a number seven guy out there in the championship game. You know, you threw your ace, in elimination game against the best team in the tournament early in the day, and then you were able to kind of get through the, the next game, and for the championship, you don't think you have anybody left, and that's just what that's, – that's baseball. That's, that's the nature of playing these tournaments that I think are not good for development. And if we would do it right, maybe they could be. But here's the thing. Don't wait. Start this week. You don't have to teach multiple pitches. You don't have to teach anything other than basic – basic basic pitching mechanics toe the rubber lift your leg and go and let guys practice three or four more guys commit that if you're a coach commit this week to focus on developing your other guys here's the controversial last ditch effort option now i'm a big fan of parent and coach or coach and parent communication i think it's critical you're never going to agree with everybody and not every, you know, you're never going to be a coach and everybody's happy. And I talk a lot about communication and, and how to do that. But if you are a parent and your son is being overused, the first thing to do is to have a conversation. Now, we want to try not to do that during a game. We want to try not to do that after a game. We want to try to do that during the week when the kids are not around, everybody's been able to, to sleep on the situation. I'm probably not even going to do it in the game if my kid throws, you know, what, uh, pushes the limit. But if I see, if my nine-year-old is left out there to throw 85 or 90 pitches, we're, I'm going to say something during the game. Now, I'll try to be cool about it, but we're not waiting on that. If the coach is not approachable, and especially if you've tried to do it the right way, you got to find a new team, Period. I mean, I don't know what else to say, but you're – unless you are just all about 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 ball and you don't really care after that, uh, you got to find a new team. And when everybody leaves that coach, uh, he'll understand why. But if you stick around and you let your son be abused, you're not only hurting him, your son, but you're hurting other kids that that coach is going to abuse. He's going to abuse other kids on the team. He's going to abuse other kids next year and the next year. All he cares about is winning. And again, I am so careful not to be condescending on this podcast and with other parents because I've done almost everything I talk about except this. And if a, if a simple conversation about the facts and safety and health of these kids doesn't do it, you got to find a new team. Listen, I want to win, but um, – you know when I'm coaching the 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 safety the health and safety of my my players are my number one priority more than development, more than having fun, health and safety and so when you throw that aside to try to win, you shouldn't be coaching so I know that sounds harsh, but you got to find a new team and I'm gonna start calling it out i you know i I really hesitate to call people out because I think 99% of of parents who are coaching are trying to do the right thing. They're trying to spend time with their kids. I don't know what else to do, but I see this. And when I see it, at least I'm going to reshare it. There's lots of Facebook groups and Instagram posts that show game changer box store box scores where kids were pitched way too many innings. I'm not talking about pushing the limit, but I'm talking about what I showed earlier if you look at the box scores I posted on, on the show notes here and what I talked about earlier, that's too many. Not even a question. It's, it's totally black and white. There's no gray area. That coach shouldn't even be allowed to coach. And if the parent's okay with it, then shame on the parent. All right, so listen, I want to get this out because I was hoping if, if one coach or one parent hears this uh, before the weekend, maybe we can save an arm. Um, again, not trying to be uh, a downer. (laughs) I try to be upbeat. I try to be positive, but this is just one that's, it's, it's blowing me away that I continue to see this. It's like, do we're doing the same things over and over expecting different results and we know the answer. So why are we still doing it? All right. So let's recap. Listen, we're going to use common sense, limit pitch counts, maximize rest. We're going to develop other pitchers on our team. And then we're going to have good parent coach communication. And then hopefully this doesn't happen, but if you have to find a new team, you have to find a new team. I'd love to hear from you. If you are on a team who the coach, in your opinion, abuses young arms, if you don't know how to have the conversation, if you have questions, Reach out to me, getelbowup.com. Type in your email address and subscribe. You can just reply to one of those emails. I'll get it. You can also find me on one of my social media channels, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. Hey, listen, I really appreciate you listening. Um, I appreciate everybody who comments, who likes, who shares. If you could, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, please leave a comment or a rating five stars, preferably. Uh, Also, share this with everybody on your team. Share this with other parents. If you know a parent whose kid is being overused, send it to them. By all means, that's what we're trying to do here. Also, uh, find us on Twitter. It's Elbow underscore up. Facebook page is Elbow Up Youth Baseball. And then, actually, we're going to start an Instagram account where I'm going to share all kinds of things. Pictures, but, but I also think video of drills and and things that you can use as encouragement and help uh, to help your son and your team and your family get the most out of their youth baseball experience thanks again guys talk to you next time